Welcome to season two. Season two, I guess we'll season count two. it as a season two of Four Favourites, brought to you by the Quiet Onset Podcast. My name is Lachlan Teeley. I'll be your host for this episode. Uh, and today I'm actually joined by my co-host of the Quiet Onset Podcast, the host of the rest of the season of this show, Ewan Graff. Hey, what's up? On Four Favourites, it's a pretty simple concept. We talk with our guests of our favourite films, four to be specific, and it's about a theme. So this theme for this season is uh, a very, I guess, broad range of films. You know, what, what classes as animation? That's right. The theme this season is going to be animation because there's a lot of different animated films out there. Do you consider Who Framed Roger Rabbit to be an animated movie? It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Who Framed yeah, Roger it is Rabbit? An is it an animated yeah, yeah. movie? Is it an animated movie or is it a live action movie? Yeah, that made you think. Uh, the rest of the other... Rally does. You've got so many animated films out there that, that they all are pretty much obvious. There's, there's hand-drawn animation. There's computer animation. There's, as I said, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? A bit of a mixture of both. Yeah, there's computer animated, hand animated, and Who's Roger Rabbit? Yeah. That's the third category. And Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Those are, the, <laughs> those are the three types of animation that you can have. There's, there's so many options, right? There's, animation has lasted forever. You know, really early days of cinema... Uh, you had Disney pumping out some really awesome animated films, which mm -hmm. I feel like over the season, we might have some guests that will say that because they are so beloved uh, in the space. You and you yeah. could say yes or no, because I think you know who's in this season. And I think you know I, who, I do. Or what films everyone has pretty much said so yeah. far. Um, Inside, maybe? Yes. Can Surprisingly, you? there's quite a bit of overlap when it comes to some picks. That are really some favorites that are, are gonna be mentioned on a couple of, of lists. Not so, like as many Disney movies as I might have expected. There's some deep cuts oh. in it as well. So stay tuned okay. for the season. I didn't, I haven't received all of the lists yet, but uh, we'll also have uh, more guests. We are about to double uh, at least uh, the last season. So uh, wow. yeah, there should be a new episode Incredible. out every couple of days for. The entirety of December. Before we get into your four favorite animated films, mm -hmm. your four main animated favorite animated films, can you tell us a couple of films that might have just cut the top four? Yeah, I mean, to me, that there's uh, a lot from Studio Ghibli that I just adore. Uh, when we get into that li into my list, you'll notice that uh, you know might have made it onto my list as well. Uh, maybe even more than once. And so a bunch of honorable mentions go out to maybe something like Spirited Away that I know a lot of people love. Uh, it's the highest rated animated film of all time. I, I really like that one as well. Uh, something uh, maybe uh, a bit lesser known, A Perfect Blue, you know, the inspiration for a, a, a lot like there's a lot of uh, animated films that get referenced time and time again, also in live action, uh, similar to Perfect Blue and uh, the iconic depiction of, uh, I guess, someone uh, going insane or everyone thinking she's going insane. Really great film there. Same with uh, something else that uh, really narrowly didn't make it onto my list, uh, Akira, uh, with the Akira slide that's just been replicated countless times in film. I think I don't have a film that's stop motion on uh, my list, but I, I adore uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox from Wes Anderson. So I, I think I think that's enough for the honorable mentions here. Uh, and yeah, spoiler alert, no Pixar film. 
as needed on tonight. Uh, so you said you're going to double up on a Ghibli film. Well, not double yeah. up in the sense that say the same film twice. That's cheating. You can't do that. But two Studio Ghibli films in this list of top four yeah. uh, favorite animated films. So let's get started with one of those ones, Ewan. Mm-hmm. Take it away. Uh, my first pick is from Hayao Miyazaki from 1997. Uh, it's Princess Mononoke, an iconic film when uh, I first saw it, I think only two of, no, two years ago. I did this uh, Studio Ghibli marathon uh, at the start of the pandemic uh, when they released on Netflix. And uh, Princess Mononoke was one of our first stops. And oh, what a stop it was. Uh, it really never uh, went away and just took up uh, some mental capacity for the rest of time. I think this film really grabs you in its message about like nature. But it's also just such a fun action film that has sad moments, it has cute moments, there's some iconic iconography that always comes out out of every Studio Ghibli film. They're really just great about that. And Lachlan, I know that you really love Princess Mononoke as well. So Yes. Um, I don't want to spoil my top four because I yeah. think I'm closing out this season. Last season I started and you ended and we're flipping mm-hmm. it around. Maybe we'll do that each, each season. Um, yes, I love Princess Mononoke. But I think it's for a completely different reason. But again, I'm going right. to save that. Uh, you're going to have to follow along, at least wait until the end of the season. Exactly. If you want to find out why I like Princess Mononoke. No Pixar films in your lineup. Yeah. However, close cousin of, of, of Pixar is Disney. Yeah. Disney animated film is the next one that's up there. You and what's your second pick? Uh, the Lion King. A movie that um, is, is not a film that I've seen uh, like, well, I've seen it recently, uh, about a year or two ago, but I, I've seen it as a kid. The uh, remake. <laughs> okay. No. You're talking about the remake, no. right? No. No. Which, technically, that one was also, like, uh, advertised as a live-action film. But it's not. It's just an true, animated True. Film. It's not live-action. It's, live it's animated. It's, it's well, an yeah, animated this is the conversation. It, it's there's, just, it's, it's so like, dumb. Is, is the Lion King remake live action or animated? Is Who Framed Roger Rabbit live action or animated? That one, like, it's uh, come on. What do I? What do we do? What is animation? I no. I feel like Space Jam, uh, is is, <laughs> I don't know. It's partly like that. You could make the argument even more than for Who Framed. Well, Roger no, that's Rabbit, full animation because um, <laughs> I was gonna say Michael Jordan is is not a real person. He's animated. Yeah, he's a hologram. But uh, no, The Lion King from 1994. I guess it has to be clarified because for the SEO, the stupid John Favreau remake is, uh, first of all, making so much more money than the original, which is upsetting. Um, but also, uh, I guess, uh, no, I, I think people know about the original still, hopefully. That would make me sad if they don't. Anyways, I think The Lion King is iconic for a lot of reasons. I really like the songs in it uh, that, like, some songs that you can just pop on. Like, Can You Feel the Love Tonight is, is such a pleasing song to listen to, uh, even outside mm. of the, the context of the film. Um, Circle of Life, another great song. But to me, I think what made this movie stuck around and the reason why it is in my top four favorites is that uh, it has that storyline of the guilt being wrongfully bestowed onto uh, this kid who then is exiled and has to find its own ident- uh, its own identity and then comes back. To me, like that story aspect isn't even that great. 
what really worked for me is that um, the, the central uh, moments between Mufasa and Simba as uh, he, we don't get like a ton of time with them, but he just get mm. uh, like the warmth of Mufasa as a father. So it feels like a true loss when he dies. And, um, you know, you see this, this little cup, this lion cup struggling with his own identity. And I kind of watched this for the first time, like right after my, my dad passed away uh, at a quite young age for me as well. So I like deeply connected with it. And I, I remember, I think this is the first movie I consciously remember as a kid uh, tearing up when, um, when, that, uh, when he appears in the sky and they end up talking and the, the courage for him to go back. Like that moment was so essential to my uh, just like experience as, as a person, not just in, my, in the film, uh, in my film memories that I, I, gotta, I gotta stick with the, the real mm. classic the modern classic of The Lion King. Well, you will get more Mufasa soon because I'm pretty sure yeah. Disney announced they'll be doing a spin-off to The Lion King remake right. uh, about Mufasa. So yeah. if you feel like you're missing out on him, don't worry, there will be some. Uh, best line in The Lion King is long live the king. Funny thing is when <laughs> my girlfriend's dog puts his paws up on the couch or something, she yeah. will always push his paws off and always go long live the king <laughs> her favorite thing to do um anyway a uh, close relative of pixar is disney close relative of disney is sony animations because they <laughs> sold this intellectual property to them and would love to buy it back because they're making yeah. so much money off of this ip mm -hmm. but disney was in some hard times when i say disney marvel was in some hard times yeah. This character is a Marvel character. Uh, Ewan, number three. You're what killing your it with favorite? the segues. It's amazing. Am uh, I not? Yeah. By really the way, I haven't prepped for any of this. These are all, no. these are all on the fly. But sorry, That's why ahead, I'm so impressed as well. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, uh, the most recent film on my list from uh, 2018. I feel like immediately when this movie came out, it was, it was uh, without a question, like, okay, this is something different in animation where uh, some studios, uh, with recent releases even, uh, I think the most recent release we'll get in December is probably going to be Disney's Strange World, where they all feel like they want to fit into this Disney mold and all look the same. And Sp Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse really stands out with its animation style, where it uh, uses the animation, um, I guess, genre, or the, the capabilities that you get by going full animated and bringing something between comic and animation to screen that just is so perfectly molded. And it's also uh, coming through in all of the characters uh, in the way that they are animated, like differently. It's not that everyone's moving on the same plane or even at the same frame rate. There's like changes in that that, help, um, that are really interesting to dissect if you uh, like analyze them, but also just watching the film there's something subconsciously that happens uh, in, in a lot of these moments that, that make this such a, a clean and, and, and perfect film to me. Uh, so I was, I, was, I was just flabbergasted. The first time I saw Spider-Verse, it's one of the films that uh, had the second, uh, the, like the rewatch, uh, pretty much the fastest that I've probably done in, in a long time um, because I, I was just so uh, in this world and I'm keen to see where they go next. I, I know that... Later uh, next year, 
there'll be the first sequel and then a couple years after or the year after i don't know what the timeline is there we'll get uh, the two across the spider-verse films so hopefully they can keep it up with with the standard they've set so far but man i'm a big fan of spider-man spider-verse from my experience of it was kind of shocking because it was just out of nowhere i don't think i was excited to see it at all yeah and then went and saw it with a bunch of mates and absolutely loved it it was a really mm-hmm. you know surprising film that came out and it just everyone was like collectively yes this was a sick film even if they didn't yeah. enjoy spider-man as a character they appreciated what it was as a film medium and you said it perfectly yeah. molded a comic book character into animation and still had those comic book aspects molded into the story in some kind yeah. of way and it was so well done uh it's one of the few i guess superhero films i'm quite excited to see the sequels for also one of the very first early multiverse films it was kind of like dipping their toes into it and now yeah. look what's happened everyone wants to do a fucking multiverse movie god even there's a mul- yeah. even warner brothers is doing a multiverse game but anyway anyway no i mean it, it is true and i feel like with animation for the type of stuff that they are doing uh i watch a ton of behind the scenes it's so interesting mm. but also it takes way longer so they have dips mm. on it for a long time also statement incoming statement big statement uh spider-man into the spider-verse is the best spider-man movie i said it wow wow from a man who's talking about you know the greatest spider-man movie of all time that was created by yeah, the same company that did the emoji movie yeah, uh-huh. the same movie as the emoji, same company that did the emoji movie made Spider Man mm. into the Spider Verse. It shows that a company can change and a company can do a lot of different things. You know, it can make one of the worst films ever and make one of the best films ever. So, a film studio that's notorious for making kids' films, I guess, also made this next one, which yeah. is still considered a kids' film, but when you watch it, you will go, holy shit. Um, Ewan. This next film, you know, number four, is there a reason you've left this one last? Is it because it's a bit of a shocker or is there, is there a reason that you wanted to leave this one to be the final one or? Yeah, it definitely is. Well, great for you for picking up on that. I, I initially, I also wanted to close um, the show up because I do have uh, two Studio Ghibli picks with, I start off with one, close up with the other. But Grave of the Fireflies is, is a bit of, I guess, a downer overall when it comes to the subject because it follows these uh, two kids, uh, an older brother and his really young sibling during World War II or at the end of World War II in Japan. And they're just uh, scrambling by trying to survive. So it's a really gritty film where you question uh, where the, I guess, uh, like the animated aspect is essentially needed. Because uh, I don't know about you, Lachlan, but I don't like movies that could just as well be told in live action with a bunch of VFX that don't use the animation uh, genre to to the fullest. And uh, what Grave of the Fireflies does so well that it might even stand above any of these other films that I've just mentioned is that I'm so incredibly involved and emotionally engaged with the survival of these two children uh, in this really, really sad setting a depressing setting that I, 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 what can I say? Like, I, lo- I love sad films. I love movies that will make me cry uh, for reasons of nostalgia when it comes to The Lion King or, or loss in a sense. But here it's just like the, the dread is just there at all times. And I feel like 
This is the animated equivalent of Comment C, another really uh, like all-time favorite for me. Um, and oh man, Grave of the Fireflies. Uh, you just really gotta be in the mood to watch this film as well. And you, you said like it's a kids' film. How is this a kids' film? It was also you know making headlines uh, like <laughs> time and time again. Like people pick up on that it was a a double feature or a co-release with another film uh, from Hayao Miyazaki. This is by I didn't say that yet. Isao Takahata. Uh, but it's it, it, with My Neighbor Totoro. <laughs> the the pairing of super lighthearted is also <laughs> yeah it's interesting because like i recently saw a video essay that kind of went into um the pairing of these two and what it's what it could actually mean or why it, it, it was chosen that way and uh totoro is, is, is uh, like ultimately um you know about uh pretty much nothing in the plot it's just like existing and you're just kind of there and there's not much on the plot plot side that happens but it has the sad backdrop of like the mother being in hospital but ultimately there's no actual consequence um of, of something that that happens that would change their lives it's just like a glimpse into their lives and here you feel like in grave of the fireflies everything depends on on their survival and how they do and it's uh it's it's also just filled, although with these really beautiful moments between these two siblings, uh, which which just makes it even more gut wrenching uh, to see them in the surroundings. And I, I don't want to spoil the film for people who who haven't seen it yet. But I really urge you, if you are in the mood for something that will likely put you down, I feel like this is in like the top three of my like saddest movie experiences of all time uh just yeah, how how it really drags you down but um just in in a beautiful way you know <laughs> it's weird to sell you on a sad experience to me that's always like odd but uh yeah that's just what grave of the fireflies is. you heard it here first folks uh grave of the fireflies third saddest movie of all time uh, that's another also, big statement yeah any chance you and gets the name drop come and see he will uh, I will. Not an yeah. animated film, that one. Ba Live action. Yeah, by the way, I think uh, another name drop for Come and See, I think it is now the highest rated film of uh, on Letterboxd. I think it, it it like overtook. All because you keep creating Letterboxd <laughs> accounts, giving it five out of fives and then <laughs> deleting the account but letting that it's, rating stay there. It's uh, just all, all because of you, man. Uh, I'm going to yeah. email Letterboxd uh, headquarters and say, hey, can you just double check this score? I just make sure there's not a bunch of like you and graph one, you and graph two, because, you and graph three accounts. Yeah, they're giving it five out of fives. You, you know why he's so involved with this? Because he owns literally owns three copies of Parasite, so he's doing the same for Parasite, and he's just upset that that's not the highest rated film uh, anymore. Me? Are you saying me? Okay. Yeah. Only reason I own three copies of Parasite is it was an accident, but also I'm not doing. <laughs> I'm doing that with Morbius, and I only own one copy of that, and that's on 4K. Is that black and white version of Morbius as well? Now, that's an animated movie. Now, here's the thing. Is VFX animated? No, I'm not, let's not go into that. Um, Ewan, thank you for starting out season two of Four Favourites. You had yeah. a, a really good variety of Studio Ghibli films to choose from. Uh, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I think Studio Ghibli is going to be the common thread in this season because... I think as a studio, they put out some of the highest quality animated films. And also yeah. because they're hand-drawn for the majority of their, their big lineup, uh, mm -hmm. you know, 
My Never Totoro, Princess Mononoke, Spirited Away. They're hand-drawn animation with a little bit of yeah. computer-generated ones in the in the later works. But there's yeah. a there's an aspect to it that you go, shit, someone sat down and drew this frame, yeah. painted this frame, colored in mm-hmm. this frame, shaded this frame, did those little... And, and, and then you see the little bits of human movement that they put into these characters that even when you're on a computer and all you have to do is you know, change a couple keyframes here and there to move a leg. These guys are yeah. hand drawing it and there's an aspect to that. So am I going to say G- Studio Ghibli is the best animated uh, movie studio? Statement incoming, a statement incoming. <laughs> <sighs> all right, here it goes. I reckon Studio Ghibli is the greatest animated. Uh, wait, no, hang on. Sorry, Sony Pictures did the uh, Emoji movie. Emoji movie, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well. And... What and, about John Favreau? Uh, <laughs> Illumination is doing just, a Super Mario movies, right. bro, movie, and also yeah. doing uh, Despicable Me. St- mm, that's that's a hard one. You know what? I'm not going to make that statement. Despicable Me 17. Illumination is is here. Do you reckon Illumination is the uh, next Disney? In the, t- I, in the sense that I fullheartedly hate Illumination. Freeze, like I actually capital them. H hate it. Uh, and uh, wow. we just recently talked about the Super Mario Bros. trailer, and it actually looked kind of good. So I my yeah. my turn a little leave when it comes to uh, illumination, but uh, I definitely do the statement and say Studio Ghibli is the greatest animation studio of wow. all time, and I cannot wait for that. Hopefully, uh, next not even last film from Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, I adore that filmmaker. Hayao, He's Hayao in Miyazaki my... is literally going to die, and <laughs> no. then he's going to come out with a new film. I, well, I don't want his son Goro. He's going Goro, to come out of retirement, but then he's going Miyazaki to die. To then he's going to re- resurrect himself yeah. as a frozen head, similar as, to well, similar to okay. Walt Disney. Resurrect his head. He's going to hand draw. Sorry, with his mouth draw each frame. That's his last. Yeah. Film. You heard no, it here I feel first, like folks. Uh, <laughs> and the fi- the thing is, when Hayao Miyazaki dies, Walt Disney has already died. We de- we need two more iconic animation studio heads that we can put onto the animated. Mount Rushmore, and once they are completed, uh, they'll unfreeze and. Uh, well, Illumination has a, we'll a frozen have a minion head because the minions is based off a real, <laughs> real creature, and they have a frozen minion head. So there's, there's another one. And I Can guess we just the last take one Steve do... and just like because he's blue. <laughs> well, I was also going to say we could just do Chris Pratt because he's in every animated film, <laughs> Lego Movie, Super yeah. Mario Bros. Well, there we got uh, it. Steve Carell, Chris Pratt. Uh, Walt Disney and Hayao Miyazaki. They got a real dinosaur um, for Jurassic World, but they CGI Chris <laughs> Pratt into every shot. Um, <laughs> thank you for tuning in, everybody, to this episode of Four Favorites. New season coming up. Lots of guests ahead. Ewan, yeah. is there anyone that you want to name drop? Like, um, I don't know. Are we getting Jesus to come on to the show and talk about his favorite animated movies? He loved. Morbius, I had to explain to him that's not an animated <laughs> film, but he did not listen, so we'll see. Maybe and he was like, I'll I did not Judas die for this instead. film. I did not die for this film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we got, I think our biggest guest at this point is uh, Art from the Intercut podcast and maybe more commonly lo- known for uh, the Let Me Explain uh, channel. He'll be on. Uh, he has got some really deep cut picks, by the way. Uh, and then Ooh. we got some returning guests as well, uh, and like Zach Shevich uh, from Intercut as well. And some new faces that, uh, uh, yeah, are going to come later in the season. But uh, looking forward well, to chatting exciting. a whole bunch about animation. Super yeah. exciting. 
Um, to everyone else, please make sure you leave a like on this video. Uh, subscribe to the channel for more episodes that come. Not only do we do this, but we do little short reviews. We do long form podcast reviews. We do some deep dives sometimes. And yeah. Uh, yeah, why don't you also in the comments, name your four favorite animated movies. Let yeah, us please know. Do. Are they who framed Roger Rabbit four times? Is it Morbius <laughs> four times? Who knows? It's going to be um, a whole bunch of Morbius comments. It could comments. be anything. Thank you for coming around and we'll see you on the next episode. Well, I won't. Yeah. You and Will. Well, yeah, I'll be there. I don't do these. You'll, you'll be there in spirit. This is the special episode. This is the special hosted episode of this. It is, yeah. Away. I mean, you'll be back for your episode, so tune back in at oh, the yeah. end of the season. That's going to be yeah, the definitely. top episode. I'm just going to talk about Morbius. All no, I've got to stop making Morbius jokes. Yeah, it's, it's, not it's funny anymore. so dead. <laughs> it was so dead. Yeah. Anyway, Did I burn my soon. Morbius 4K? No, no. Okay, see you soon. <laughs>